This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Now we are surveying the scene, trying to speculate as to our chances of our economy surviving the COVID-19 lockdown with all the job losses and businesses crushing with no support from governments. To do that, we unpack the impact on the tobacco industry. What is next for it and what is with this ban? To do that, we are joined by Zachariah Mutsomi, the spokesperson of the South African Tobacco Transformation Alliance. Thank you so much, Mr. Mutsomi, for joining us here on the COVID report. And firstly, can you take us through your observations of the state of the damage this pandemic has caused to our country's economy? And has there been improvement in parts since the lockdown levels began easing? Thank you very much. Um, uh, we, from the SATA, um, as you have rightly put it, that is the South African Tobacco Transformation Alliance. It's an organization that, is, that represents the, the, the whole entire value chain of the tobacco. So we are representing, starting from your farmers, your um, processors, your producers, your manufacturers, your distributors, retailers, and spaza shops. So this ban has done a significant impact to, um, to the economy of South Africa, to the whole industry. So we, starting from the ban, we haven't been working very well. Most of our employees are not working. They are still at home. Currently, as we speak, the farmers cannot start with uh, the preparing of the lands because we don't know when will this ban end. So this has done a significant uh, impact on this industry. Now, Mr. Mutsumi, in your view, did the initial ban on tobacco products have enough merit to be considered a fair ban to institute? And in what ways was it unfair if that's how you've always found it? Um, I think from the beginning of um, the lockdown, the, the, the initial plan, more especially with this ban of, on cigarettes, was that to minimize the movement. So it, was, it is not merited when it comes to the issue of health because there is no correlation between COVID-19 and smoking. Thus, you see so many people still smoking um, in South Africa, because smoking is not banned. It's not, it's, what is banned is only the selling of cigarettes. So there is no merit whatsoever. We have requested our government to give us something that merits that, their decision. But this has been a nonsensical one. It doesn't make sense at all. And poor South Africans are struggling at this stage because of that decision that the government has made. Now, Mr. Motomi, how has the pandemic affected those in the production chain of these products? There are many jobs lost during this time, but more specifically, in your industry, how does it look? Um, we have issued a statement, I think it's two weeks ago, whereby we are saying there is a potential loss of 296,000 jobs. So thus far, we've got so many people, more, more especially on the manufacturing uh, uh, level, that are not working because you, you, you remember that we are not selling cigarettes. So it is difficult for manufacturers to, to produce cigarettes. So most of the employees are not working and that 
um, they cannot also live with this 350 that the government um, has intended to, to, to give. Also with this UIF, it's still a mammoth task to get that money. So most of the people are not working. They are, still, are sitting at home. They are struggling as we speak. That is why we have been asking the government that please they must leave the ban because we, there is no correlation. There is nothing that the government can pro provide that seeks to, to, to justify the decision that they've made. Now, can you please take us through your association's take on the, quote, black market trading of cigarettes? In what ways does this pose a threat to the industry? What we have said, and we are still saying it now, is that we are struggling previously with illicit trading. Um, that is, that is uh, 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 what we have just mentioned now. So currently, since the, 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 the banning of cigarette, um, ban, the ban on cigarettes, uh, the illicit trading has been trading at 100%. So we have seen people smoking, and then that on its own is going to have a significant impact because we are still going to struggle now to, to take that off the market because the market is there. Uh, that is why now we've got also people from outside um, bringing in cigarettes in our country. Each and every day we see our law enforcers arresting people for uh, illicit trading. So this is very high. Uh, last, week we, 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 last, last week we had one of the researchers who are saying it, it is at 93%. But our argument is that because there's nobody who's selling cigarettes legally. So that is at 100%. So that on its own is going to be um, a mammoth task for, for the whole industry and the government to, to fight this illicit trading. Now, there has been many court cases fighting the ban. Can you share with us how some of those have panned out? Um, what is happening currently is that um, we've got a court case that we are supporting BAT on. Last week, there was another one, or a week before, there was another one of FITA. FITA, they are an organization also um, dealing with cigarettes. But we are all together, we are fighting for the same cause. So um, they've lost their case and then they've made an appeal. They've also lost that appeal. So it seems as if they are taking their case now to a Supreme Court of Appeal. Um, but uh, we have started today with a BAT uh, case. We hope that this will be in our favor. And then, um, uh, then the government will also um, maybe listen to that and then um, with whatever that we are presenting now. So we believe that maybe they will leave the ban. And if they leave the ban, South Africans, then they will benefit from that. Because uh, um, uh, trading of cigarettes, we are, uh, the government is getting 35 billion rand on a daily basis. So that's a, that's a lot of money. That's a money that South Africa can use to pay the, 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 the interest of the, the loan that they've made to IMF, of which was 70 billion. It's public knowledge. We know that the government has borrowed money. So we are saying from the industry that with this 35 million that we are losing on a daily basis, that money can be used to pay the interest. Now, as I'm sure you're aware, Mr. Mutsumi, this is a topic that's near the top of public discourse over the course of this pandemic. Can you take us through an outlook, whether it's bleak or not, of the future of the industry? and what the industry would look like should the ban continue? I'm afraid it's going to be very much bad 
But um, what I can say is that at this stage, we are still um, busy with the, the court case, and we believe that that is going to be in our favor. But if the, the, the ban continues on like this, so we are going to um, uh, have a total closure for on, this, on this industry. So 296,000 people will be jobless. That is massive. So, and then you must take into consideration that those people, they've got, they've got dependents, people that are, are depending on them. So we've got, um, um, if I can just make an, an example, we've got people that are selling cigarettes just for a living. They will also, they will also struggle. So that is why we are asking our government just to make a rational decision and leave the ban. Because if this ban can continue like this, then we are going to have, we are, we are going to sit with a dire situation. Should the ban be lifted, do you believe that the tobacco industry can recover from the damage during the pandemic? Should this um, ban be lifted, let's say uh, this month or next month or um, even next year, but we, 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 we doubt next year because that would definitely have more harmful effect on the industry. But should they lift it this, 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 this month or next month, that would help the industry, even though that would not be that good. But at least the industry is going to take um, almost two to three years to recover from, from what has happened to it. So that is why we are appealing to our government, because we believe that these illicit traders, it's not going to be easier for them to leave the market, because currently they are the only one that are trading on this market. So that is going now going to be a fight of the government and the industry fighting the illicit traders. As far as the continued length of the ban on tobacco products, the ban on alcohol products, for example, and the ways in which that has inspired certain members of the public to consider quitting smoking altogether, thus terminating any future engagement in buying any tobacco products or participating economically in the tobacco industry. Do you believe that the more people decide to take up the opportunity to halt their engagement with tobacco products, do you believe that that will cause any lasting harm to the tobacco industry as a whole moving forward? Look, I don't want to get much on that because this is the, the, the argument of the government that they've put in, in one of their um, um, uh, uh, indications that um, the, the, starting from the, 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 the lockdown when it started on, on March, uh, almost 19,000 pe 19, people have stopped uh, smoking. But we don't believe in that research. We, 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 we said they must give us facts so that we can believe on that. It was, uh, from, from where I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, I see on a daily basis people smoking. So most of the people that I know that they were smoking before the lockdown, they are still smoking even now. So we totally believe that uh, the tobacco industry will still be there um, even after the lockdown. So, so the issue of the COVID, so the government is trying to use the issue of the COVID to, to stop uh, uh, people from smoking. And I don't believe that they are achieving their goal. It seems as if they are failing on that. People are still smoking. People are now made to be criminals um, because we all know 
that uh, the people that are selling cigarettes are illicit traders. So you just have to be somehow a criminal to, to get to your cigarette and to continue smoking. And, and one, one thing that I can um, uh, 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 share with you is that um, South Africa is the only country that uh, uh, is, is still banning uh, the uh, selling of cigarettes thus far. So that is very amazing to us. That how, if we're talking in terms of health, um, are, are we saying other countries are not health conscious? So the issue of the health that they are, they are raising, it is definitely, uh, uh, there is no correlation about that. So they are just trying to make something out of nothing. As a quick follow-up to that, Mr. Motsumi, have you received any feedback from international players um, outside South African borders in the tobacco industry on the ban being instituted and the ramifications that it will have on the economy? Uh, what we have learned is that um, people, for example, countries like your Zimbabwe, so they are saying now they are benefiting a lot because people are buying more cigarettes from Zimbabwe. This is that's the information that we are just getting on the ground. So, um, so now it is good for other countries to benefit for, for, for the poor decision-making of South, South, South African government. So that is why we are appealing to our government to wake up and smell the coffee and leave the bed because the, the, that decision is very irrational. It's very nonsensical, doesn't make sense at all. That is why we are appealing and say, please let, let us leave the ban because poor South Africans are struggling as we speak. And then the money that we are losing, uh, for the past 125 days, we have lost 4.5 billion rand. So that is a money that we could use to benefit the South Africans. Because at, as we speak now, the government is not benefiting from this um, uh, 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 nonsensical decision that they've made. The, the poor South Africans are not benefiting. The in, tobacco industry is benefiting. The only people that are benefiting from this is the illicit traders. Informative and eye-opening stuff. We have just been in conversation with Mr. Zakaria Mutsomi, the spokesperson of the South Africa Tobacco Transformation Alliance, talking to us about the ban on tobacco products and the ways in which it has negatively impacted not only the economy, the tobacco industry, but the lives of smokers all across the republic. As we said over the course of our discussion, this topic is right up there with uh, popular discourse over the course of this pandemic. And in that vein, we asked a couple of people to step forward and detail their experiences and their views on whether or not the ban on tobacco products is actually helping the fight against COVID-19. And this is what they had to say. <laughs> yeah, it is a struggle, your Nashim. It's hard getting a map pack because they're so expensive. Last week Friday, there's a guy that told me, Guti, you can get me a pack of VRG switch for 90 rand. So, I now when I need to smoke, I buy myself a corner. Some guy is selling VRG for 5 rand. Some other guy is selling it for 6 rand. The last time I haven't had a smoke was on Friday. I'm even thinking of quitting. Really once. 
Because uh, I'm really of the opinion that you know, in general, cigarettes are supposedly bad for your health, and they could escalate some health issues. But in this case, I think we've got to look at this from like two different perspectives. As there's people that smoke and they do it recreationally, um, and then there's long-term smokers who've been smoking one pack a day for over 20 or 30 years and from that perspective i think it's really unfair because there's people who rely on them 110 percent as a daily stipend that they that's part of their daily routine and you've stopped that and sort of cut them off which is actually compromising their health and that's in my opinion and like a recreational smoker is, is not a person that's going to necessarily need the cigarettes um but I don't know how true the science is that a person who contracts corona and they had a smoker, it's a comorbidity, so they actually have a higher chance of probably contracting it and they end up what, with the worst case of corona, maybe even dying. But I, I, I'm, the science, it's not an exact science, and I don't think it's necessarily proven to the point that they can say that it's true. Um, and is it helping the fight against the pandemic? I'd say in general, no, because at the end of the day, a person that needs to smoke will find a cigarette. And in the event you come across somebody that does have cigarettes, you're probably going to share with them and you don't know if they have the, the disease or not. And people are now starting to meet in places in order to obtain cigarettes illegally, etc. And I, I don't necessarily think that it's actually helping the fight against it. From a health and a hospital perspective, probably they think that it does. But if you think about it in densely populated areas where you know that you're not the LSM of that particular area is not too high, so an individual is not necessarily going to buy a packet of cigarettes for themselves. They're going to be buying loose straws two or three at a time, and still they'd be sharing with other individuals those two or three cigarettes as well. So from my perspective, the cigarette ban was not properly thought out in the beginning. It was not adequately communicated to individuals. So it, has a, it wasn't necessarily fair in the beginning. I think now it's having more broader... It's having a broader impact than what it was initially thought. On the question of um, cigarette and tobacco ban, I think uh, people still continue um, to smoke in their numbers. Um, there is no sign that there was a ban um, on cigarettes. So I think the ban hasn't been that effective um, as the government would have expected it to be. Um, and also the restrictions. I think um, the government is aware that there are people smoking, specifically that... Um, there's a restriction that states that um, you can be found smoking by either the South African police, um, traffic uh, police, or the South African Defence Force, but they don't have the right to arrest you unless otherwise you are found with um, high quantity or amount of cigarettes yeah, in your position. Um, there's also, to add, there's also a video um, that's that showed um a couple of weeks ago about on um the south african national defense force officials um publicly um smoking cigarettes so the question i have which is a bit confusing is that how did they get the cigarettes in the first place um 
because obviously they bought the cigarettes. Now the question is, given that you are a South African um, Defense Force official, did you go buy the cigarettes and did you buy them in the uniform or did you buy them not on uniform? So that's more like a confusing um, part. That's more like a confusion part because if you are in the government sphere, um, the ban of cigarettes is explicit. Um, to add also, um, cigarettes continue to be sold and they are being sold in a black market. And they are very expensive at this time. The prices um, doesn't compare anywhere close with the um, retail prices, given that there was no ban in the first place. So cigarettes are very expensive and we can't afford them as much as we used to and we can't um, use them as we would have loved to use them in this case. Um, just to add also, um, just uh, finally, just to add, um, the ban on cigarettes has been there for the longest time. Um, since the lockdown started, um, cigarettes have been banned for since then. But there was also the easing or the unbanning of alcohol. So now um, the alcohol has been banned. So I was thinking also the government at least should unban um the the sales of cigarettes and tobacco um just to compare also the the effects and the differences between um cigarettes and alcohol um when alcohol was unbanned there were fatalities um you name them but now in this case cigarettes cigarettes is more like a personal um consumption type of way so it affects only the user and it is not so um intoxicating as the alcohol so i i would like to conclude by saying that um let the cigarettes be unbanned um alcohol people had their fair time and fair amount to drink and have their fun and i think also um cigarette people would should be allowed to have their own fun and i think also the market should be opened for the cigarettes and tobacco so my thoughts on the ban on cigarettes and if it's helping to fight against the pandemic. I think during this crisis, we need to have as many forms of trying to curb the spread of COVID. We need to take certain measures for that to happen. But on the other end of it is, is it really effective? Because people will find ways to find cigarettes. Um, it doesn't mean that people are not smoking now just because it's been banned. And sometimes those cigarettes are less healthier than the ones that we normally buy at shops or at the corner stores or cafes. So I'm not quite sure if the impact is actually being felt because people still do have access to cigarettes. So it's hard to measure what the impact has been because we don't know the numbers of people who have been infected with COVID due to sharing a cigarette. So that's what, that's what my thoughts are there about that. Yeah, people will find a way to get cigarettes. Because, I mean, if people can't even put on a mask properly, they will find a way to smoke cigarettes.
Well, there you have it. You've just heard from a few citizens of this country sharing their views on the ban of tobacco products and whether or not it is actually helping the cause to fight COVID-19 in South Africa. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or streams by www.vafm.co.za.